Yo, Joburg, oh. we are back in business. Hello, Berg. Paul. Hello, Steven. <laughs> Yo, it's close, close Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, yeah. yes, welcome back to the podcast, Paul. You have power, but we don't have a Rob. Oh, Rob. my goodness. It seems like this podcast is now a two-hander. We, it's, it's Steve in the driving seat, as usual, boring, and then a rotation <laughs> of either Paul or Rob. But we're here. Uh, we wouldn't want to skip a week, that's for sure, if mm. it can be avoided. We're back to talk about the return of the O-ring construction as a thing. Now, for some of us, that never left. But for those of us who only ever buy readily available retail toys, it's been gone for some time. And this new retro wave has got some, some absolute winners, let's say. Bangers. Um, <laughs> bangers that yeah. we are wanting to shout out on this show. Paul and I, in a rare return to form, will be doing a top five list of our favorite forthcoming O-ring figures and why we're excited about them. What mm. do they bring that is potentially something we've never gotten before? I think that's the most exciting thing about these because G.I. Joe kind of slipped into a comfortable tried-and-true method, perhaps. Mm. Whereas now, with the fans now in control driving these projects, we're going to get stuff that we never got before. Yeah, it's a nice, like, nice crossroads yeah. of old and new. Yeah, and also like like you're saying, like stuff that you know might not have been expected that was maybe just very obvious, but was never done. You know, oh like yeah, by GI Joe. Like there's a lot of some of these designs, some of these offerings from these various groups. Some of them are pretty obvious, but they kind of what we need <laughs> as as uh as toy players <laughs> you know toy players yeah toy players. Filling some yeah. holes some of these are very much a retread of of analog to other characters that we've gotten in the past i imagine those won't be on our list just because it's more fun to talk about the fresh stuff the new stuff hmm yeah. Will Hasbro make the list? Is Ooh. the true question. <laughs> or are we just <laughs> going to be throwing love at the independence? I don't know. I don't know Paul's list. He doesn't know mine. This is going to be interesting. But first, and, um, Paul, you've missed a week, yeah. man. Catch us up. How's life and stuff? Oh, yeah. No, life is crazy. <laughs> mm. um, okay, so I don't want to like labor on about load shedding, but it is a thing and it is compounding stuff a little bit. So it's making harder and uh, making work life balance a little bit more difficult because we only have so many hours in the day to get work done. And there's been some crazy deadlines. So not a lot of sleep has been happening in my life, um, but I have been hitting those deadlines. So I'm very happy about that. Um, and then onto the cool stuff. I got to shoot some footage, finally got to shoot my, all well, the rest of my ba uh, international backyard footage uh, for Cobra Convergence, which makes me super, super happy. And I'm going to be jumping onto the edit for that after the recording of this podcast, because it needs to be done um, and pretty quickly. <laughs> um, I'm very happy with that. It was actually, uh, Celia came out with me on our first play motion adventure together. So that was really, really cool because all the other times... Uh, the last time when I wanted to shoot, we couldn't, but at least we did some practice and stuff like that and didn't really like the footage I got. So, yeah, I got, got to do it again today properly and now we're happy with the footage and, you know, worked out some new tricks, stuff that I'm sure is like old hat for you, Steve. 
Um, I don't want to mention them on the air because I like to keep uh, um, those things like, you know, we, we can save that all for a play motion episode. Well, um, I was so there was wondering what you were thinking because you sent me a voice note with all these like tricks and tips. And yeah, but I've I wasn't. Never been, I've never been more mansplained in my life. It's like, but the whole thing is you completely misunderstood that because I wasn't <laughs> telling you this stuff. I was, I was basically sending you this to get like a thumbs up from you. Like, yes, that's actually a good way of doing it. You know, uh, yes. so I'm just, like, this is how I want to do it. Vagaries, just to clear mm. up the vagaries. Paul was showing me that he was planning to shoot aircraft by tilting the camera and shooting them at a very low angle, sort of worm's eye view to cut out the neighborhood clutter of power lines and trees and other houses. And I just said, yeah, you can claim a small piece of sky by doing that. But the best way to get a clean horizon line is to get up high. So mm. my question to you, Paul, did you find some elevation? You know, um, we didn't. We we did uh. debate going through to Northcliffe. <laughs> no, no, no. We did debate going through to Northcliffe Corner, and the reason, I mean, to Northcliffe Hill. But the reason we didn't do that is because there were other scenes I wanted to shoot at the park, um, and it just worked mm. out better for us to shoot all of that in one location, um, just to save time and everything. Because Celia and I are both working on a work project thing at the moment, so it's kind of like we have to be like super effective with what with, with the time that we had. So we didn't want to be driving up and down everywhere. And I also didn't want to take the risk of Northcliffe Corner, I mean, Northcliffe Hill being super busy on a Saturday because oh, it's Saturday. Dude. Yeah. 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 It's crowded, so. My only day to shoot one of the like closing scenes of the Renegades was also on a hill around mm. sunset. Like, and because of Kim's work schedule, she could only look after Elliot on the weekend. So mm. when am I shooting this? smack dab sunset on a saturday afternoon the amount of wedding parties i had to shoot around astonishing wow <laughs> they, i mean like my favorite yeah. spot was claimed my second favorite spot was claimed i had to like scramble up a hill try and find a new spot to set up so that i could cut out the human traffic madness <laughs> man madness Bloody but yeah hell. so get your wedding photos somewhere else thanks <laughs> so uh we eventually we eventually uh got to the park well we, we got to the park and we got to a very wide open space, which was great because, you know, we could shoot in such a way that we could eliminate the tree line completely. And then mm. I learned one or two other new tricks um, to completely true eliminate line. the tree line. Yeah. Oh, tree line. I thought you were saying tree true, line. the true line. Is this a new yeah. term for a horizon? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> we could just... Line. And it was great because I had like that, um, like three o'clock, you know, three, 3.30 sun uh, angle of the sun. And then it was going into like afternoon. So we finished shooting at about four, half past four. And um, yeah, so I had these like, so I got some nice colors and stuff going on with the sky and like the moodiness and whatever that's coming through. So I'm very happy with that. Uh, so that came through. And then also, um, I've also just been like chipping a little bit off at some editing um, that needs to turn into actual episodes on G.I. Joe Book. So that's been exciting. Um, and then one other thing, and I've saved this for last because I know a lot of guys are going to be excited about this. Um, there are four new G.I. Joburg music tracks um, <sighs> that are going to be coming out with International Backyard. Two of them have sort of previewed in a form um, in um, Renegades. But um, yeah, so we've got some 
hot new tracks uh, to to release, which I'd like to do after International Backyard is premiered, so that um, yeah, that'll be obviously for our Patreon oh, supporters, on, for our Paul, Workforce I, members. I, I don't think we've actually conclusively introduced what International Backyard is on Haven't this episode. Haven't we? Oh my well, word! It, it there might be some confusion. So basically. This is Cobra Month, the month of July. Uh, it is an initiative spearheaded by HCC 788, and it is called Cobra Convergence. Now, what we've elected to do on G.I. Joburg is our contribution on the 23rd, Saturday the 23rd of July, is do a convergence of our own. Uh, invite our fellow Playmotion contributors to basically collaborate on a epic uh film i'd say it's it's shaping up to be feature length um it might, <laughs> it might be 90 min 90 minutes or more so get strapped in for a good long watch on saturday or whenever you're able to catch it um because it's multiple different converging styles but telling one story which is exciting to say the least i mean it's a it's a beautiful hodgepodge <laughs> Oh, as, like, it is, as all it is. is it is quite <laughs> but if you uh, are really switched on hopefully you can follow the through line and the story and um yeah you, you might even be able to detect certain styles if you've been following our channel and the people that we've have invited to do our our special missions which are play motion adventures created by by others it's it's got an appeal it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm I'm really enjoying the process. It's made me a very excited excited boy to be playing with you guys, but not playing with you guys. I mean, yeah, and that's first, first prize would be if we were in the same space together. But exactly, barring yeah. that, this is a way for us to 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 achieve some measure of it. Exactly, and that's yeah, because uh, the whole international backyard thing was born from you know everybody being stuck at home doing. Mm -hmm the pandemic um mm. and yeah us being able to still enjoy playing in the same space even though we couldn't be there so yeah it's it's i'm glad that that spirit comes through um it came through in element x it seems to be coming through in the new one although admittedly i have not watched any of anybody's submissions in their entirety mostly because i don't want to spoil anything <laughs> i just wanted to kind of like get a few like ideas on where things were going um, I'm dying you to see the You've also got a watertight excuse, Paul. Like, I was thinking about the other day, like, if you're a 9 to fiver, the power cuts are disruptive, but it also means you're just taking extra smoke breaks. Yeah. Whereas a freelancer who only gets paid for what he produces, uh, you're basically living your life like you've got a new infant at home. Yeah. Like, when, when <laughs> the infant a good sleeps, comparison. Yeah. you sleep. Like yeah. when the power is out for like two and a half hour bursts, that's when you get your rest. And then when, when the lights come back, you're back at your station working. It doesn't matter what hour of the day it is. Like that is your schedule. You're like living power cut to power cut, which is hardcore. It uh, is. So hats off to you, dude. Shot, man. Yeah. But hopefully I can remedy that in the next two to three weeks um, with an inverter box, but I'm not going to go into that on the show. I, I but won't yeah. ask you if you've been catching any of the Cobra Convergence submissions uh, as a result, because I'm pretty sure like your schedule doesn't really allow for much fun watching. I but haven't. Yeah, I'm gonna name drop a few, and maybe we'll we'll actually discuss them. Um, obviously, HCC's been pushing it out like crazy. Um, 
he did a Viper review, the classified Viper, both the regular flavor and the Python Patrol, which he got from uh, mm. that Hasbro box. Yeah. Um, so he's spearheading the whole thing, which is delightful. I mean, he's regular as clockwork and also doing his live streams and whatnot. Um, but I just finished listening to Audible Interludes contribution. And they, they were a podcast, if you don't know about them. Look them up. They're terrific three guys and um they reviewed cobrathon the season two <laughs> sunbow episode one that i'm particularly familiar with because aside from the gi joe movie like this was the only episode of the cartoon i had to hand like it was on a vhs tape that i just watched over and over and over again so it is a an episode that i'm perhaps unfairly familiar with <laughs> so hearing them hearing them rediscover this this episode and, and their their observations on it i was like yep yeah, i know that part okay i know that part yeah 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 okay i know where they are now um very cool to hear so thank you for that gents um also listen to of course joe and joe's contribution which was a columbo-esque well not columbo -esque, oh, i love Colum those <laughs> he did i've a, been seeing the post drama he did a radio. No, job. that's He's so cool. I want to catch those. Do it, yeah. man. Well, it's it's a single episode. I think it's about yeah, because he's got the fifty minutes long. Yeah, because he's got Columbo, and then he's got uh, Jay and the Fat Man. Then he put a post. Somebody, I don't know if that's also him, but I saw it on his um, Facebook. He's got Lady Jay and the Fat Man. You know, like Jake and the Fat Man, and uh, and then also that Columbo. And I'm, I'm like, not I want to check that. You're gonna have to explain the reference. Sorry, I'm not cool like. Oh, you. there's a show called Jake and the Fat Man. It's a. Uh, oh, it's, it's a detective show. From yes, the, the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember, yeah. And I love it because you you know when I was going on about Fisherman Bazooka, like you know to try and give him some props, I was like, yeah, like let's put him in like a 80s detective kind of cop show yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking <laughs> it's like that kind of show but with bazooka in his fisherman mm. threads yeah i was delighted so. to hear some guest voices uh troy smith was the mm. voice of mutt who's playing detective columbo's uh nephew but actually, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't want to spoil much you might, you might just hear some very familiar voices um which is always an exciting uh easter egg if you want to call it that um the other shout outs that i'd like to give of course um our very own chaplain's motorpod just did serpentor's air chariot on his podcast terrific oh, stuff cool. made me pick up my very loose and floppy serpentor and mess with him a bit which i think isn't that the function of these talking heads like anytime i record a show if someone's putting us on in the background to their like gi joe playtime that is mission accomplished. That is the best, mm. best possible function that us yammering on could uh, could be. But yeah, Gary is extremely informative. Uh, brings a very close level of scrutiny to some much beloved toys, and it's always welcome because our observations will always like have these little quirks and differences, and our perception, my perception of a toy, might differ to my buddies. So. You know, it's always great to hear things uh, approach from fresh eyes. So there you go. Thank you, Gary. He's in the chats. Salute, brother. Yeah, and oh, and just while we're looking at the chats, just want to say hello to everybody quickly. Uh, we got Matt Comstock. What's up, dude? Danny of our time. Uh, he said, "Glad to be able to catch this. Uh, we glad to catch you, shot bud." Um, <laughs> Gaz, as always, 
welcome back it's always good to see you man ryan sweeney's in the house the bob squad's here um the a chaplain's assistance uh, a, the chaplain's assistant motor pool <laughs> motor pod it's i always say pool it is like, but it's just because like typography in my brain uh today i think i might have and, said pool too oh dear yeah Sorry, Gar. no no it's there's nothing wrong it's just that i've been staring at magazine layout so it's like a thing well, not magazine layout but presentation layout um mc dj acdc and of course gi gary um who may or may not be <laughs> He's doubling up. Chaplin's assistance motorpod. So, <laughs> and trying to keep your mystery there. If you join us live on the show, just join our Patreon. <laughs> We're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> we are cheap. And Link uh, in the description below. But, dude, like you mentioned now, like having something on in the background while you're playing with your toys. And, you know, it was so great to just get out and play with my toys like today i was gonna ask like what is it yeah. like actually shooting with your significant other is the family uh, that plays together stays together or mm, is she like paul never make me do this again no okay so i'll say this and um I, i'm gonna I, I hope she gets to listen to this episode because she's gonna laugh at me um so we, we did two new things this weekend um that are like new for us as a couple the first thing is uh i've trained Celia on how to do layout like DTP layout design and things like that for presentations and stuff she's already got like a background in it but I've been teaching her from a design point of view and we got some work in together so this is the first time her and I are working on the same project and yeah um, there were a few uh, potholes <laughs> in the beginning of, of this a, a little bit of a, a, a shouty here and a shouty there but it was fine and then um, I'm going to approach you a little bit. What was the content of the shouting? It was like, don't put the Night Raven down like that. <laughs> no, 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 dude. We didn't. No, I'm not even talking about the toys. This is the, this is the whole thing, right? This is the beauty uh, of it. I wanted to create some contrast and I'm just thankful that I have this contrast right now. So the work thing, she was like, don't tell me to do it like this. No, 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 no. You know? So I was like, oh God, okay. Anyway, but we figured that out. But when it came to the toys, totally cool. No worries. I was like, hey, babe, I'm just going to teach you how to fly a Sky, Striker, a, a Sky Striker now and how to fly a Night Raven now. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, put your hands here. Do this. If mm. I say roll to the right, you roll like that. If I say roll, if I say like your, this is what you do. Pull up, pull down, invert. All these little like instructions because I wanted her to understand. Like, so we're like, we're kind of, you know, practicing that lingo when I was on my way to go and take the kids for Kung Fu this morning. And then we went to go and shoot it and we had no issues. There was no frustration, no swearing, no shouting, no, I'm sick of this. I got a, wow, that was so fun. It was over with, and she's like, wow, it's already done. So, Aww. yeah, so it's like one of those that went really, really well. And then the fact that, you know, I've got two submissions for international. So this, the one I shot today was the first and I shot a bit of the ninth episode and then the ninth episode her and i have been talking about for the like last three weeks and we've been laughing our asses off at the ideas that we've been coming up with so tomorrow mm. morning is going to be quite a bit of fun with that as well so well, yeah so we need you to bring the comedy i fear I, I i set the tone by just making everything i put out very serious uh, <laughs> not much opening for the jokes so bring it paul cool man i'm sure it'll be uh, very memorable mm. Thanks, man. Well, let's put it this way. It's, it's, it's been a pleasant experience. I'm so glad that it's been a fun experience, you know, because the couple that mm. plays together, 
should have fun together and stay together. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so Dr. Mindbender with his very deluxe presentation is an SDCC exclusive, but because yeah, yeah. Hasbro is not bringing product to the convention, they're going to give you a code for you to then pre-order online. Ooh, uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm so Gee. excited to go to SDCC and get my new code. <laughs> that is actually a real kick in the balls because that is one classified figure i i really desire like of well, the new releases wow you'll probably be able to get him eventually they're not going to do away with the mold no. without the f- very fluffy box because which when i you really see like him, though yeah, yeah it's, it's beautiful it, it is beautiful but is it a playset? are you going to use it as a diorama backing because all those little greeblies that he comes with only really look good when they're set into that box. Like, this is the confusion that I had at the outset. It's like, they're all small parts that don't interact necessarily with each other. So if you are displaying your figures loose, you've got to pick your favorites and then put the rest in the drawer. Which, you know, if, if you're getting a deluxe figure, I wish it came with something like a piece of furniture. This is, this is a weird new um, notion that I've had. But like when thinking of Cobra Commander, for instance, mm. I think the, the best potential accessory outside of his Venom Blast that you can give him isn't a scepter or a globe with a snake on it. It's a freaking throne. chair. It's yeah. a chair. He needs give a chair. A he doesn't even yeah. give a man a throne or just a swivel chair. Like essentially, a lot of the times <laughs> he was at a con- like a console... Or yeah. he was at a, a table. Um, you know, he, he wasn't always sitting in a throne. That's more of a serpentor thing, really. Yeah. But like Cobra Commander was in a nerve center and he had a chair. <laughs> like, give the guy a chair. He's the boss. He's going to be able to take a seat and be in comfort. Like, and give his orders, not have to stand up and address his underlings. They come in. He gives them his nefarious orders and they they leave. He's got a cool chair. Maybe it's got some like buttons on the consoles and stuff, but like on the the, the armrests. But yeah, but we, it, it's so mundane, but it's so essential. I agree with you on that um, because like uh, of the few things that I've scratch built for my GI Joes, and I'm talking about very few things. Um, I've at least done two prototypes for a chair for a modern era or modern era and vintage CC. I've actually scratch built mm. those um, yeah, because I feel like it's essential, right? I used to and, make a um, lot of cardboard as a child. Nice. Cardboard that's... and crayon. <laughs> cool. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, it is an essential thing. And I know that we, we mentioned it in earlier episodes as well. Like, you know, we, we were even speculating that Mindbender may, may have come with like the brainwave scanner or something, you know, that, that would have been so cool, well, you know, just have something that could stand on its own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, whereas these are, these are beautiful little lab implements, but you don't have a lab. So you kind of have to display it in package if you want that stuff to look good. Anyways, we can go round and round on this. Um, There will be limited uh, quantities available on Hasbro Pulse, but at the same time, Emily did say they're producing three times as many of this figure as they did with the SDCC Zartan. So that's good. So that, we might the even see them in clearance is, bins. Yes, he will be available. <laughs> There'll be yeah. hopefully enough to meet the demand. 
Um, so yeah. don't 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 get because I have to have mind bender. I must have him. He's he's one of my avatars. <laughs> but swinging for the fences uh, at SDCC. Did you check out Super Seven's contribution? Uh, actually, to be very honest, I only saw three pieces of it, and they all they started the middle with the. Uh, you know, long live, great snake lives forever. You know, like that robot. And then to the right. Following along with just the audio. <laughs> Super 7 is doing a reaction box set. So five POA figures that recreates <laughs> the infamous scene from the Pyramids of Darkness. Is it Pyramid of Darkness? Yeah, the, the title yeah, is Pyramid of Darkness. Yeah. Pyramid of Darkness, where the uh snakeling versions of of snake eyes and and shipwreck so they've got they've got uniforms they've stolen and they're they're in they're, they're trying to and uh, infiltrate cobra's uh, yeah is he what is he yeah he is, is. look carefully by snake eyes's hand you can see he timbers snout oh brilliant anyway so they've yeah. then polly must be along for the ride too right yes i see polly on shipwreck's shoulder so makes me very happy yeah. Anywho, Thank you, Matthew there, Comstock. There All is hail a... Cobra Commander. The great snake rules forever. Or if you prefer, All hail Cobra Commander. Work. The great snake rules forever. <laughs> you know, terrible poly. Yeah, well, hopefully <laughs> everyone knows the scene we're referring to now. There is a droid, a Cobra droid, security droid, that is asking <laughs> for the password in order to allow people through. So you've got Snake Eyes, shipwreck their pets this droid and then three kind of nondescript cobra they look like officers i think they've got silver mm. cobra symbols and they've got straps across them which makes me them look like paratroopers i don't know what is what's the deal is that just how they the animators um i recall the them look? have yeah i recall that being like a thing on that episode specifically but i could be like you know memory is a funny thing sometimes and you know now that i've got this image in front of me it could be uh, affecting how i remember it but the package very is... tasty box my damn awesome yeah wow because it's i mean like you the can't... cobra temple but yeah. like the sort of upper battlements with the the big snake head and its open mouth and in the open mouth you've got not snake eyes and shipwreck that's an interesting choice they put the droid and one of the cobra troopers officers which i think is awesome because at least mm. from a packaging point of view that robot's so much bigger than the rest keep him in the center because it creates a nice kind of shape you don't have like a haphazard sort of tall you know window on the left side of the box or something it's nice there in the middle something i just want to just quickly reach into these comments quickly um gas squash style right like that's yes the background that's a gouache, painting yeah Oh, yeah, that's like the great. background painting in the animation in the Of course, in the that's show. exactly yeah. what it's inspired by. Um, it might even be a reworked background. Who knows? Uh, I, very, yeah, very I, nice. I, well, it's good work. And I would, I think Adam Riches, if that was painted from scratch, I think it might have been Adam Riches who did it. Not that he's like claimed it or anything, but I know that he's been doing a lot of stuff with Super 7. So if mm -hmm. it is, cool. If it's not, Hasbro. also cool. Yes, he did so, Sergeant Slaughter. I'm sure there's plenty more Adam Rich's stuff coming that he can't talk about. <laughs> exactly. How he keeps mum as anybody's guess. Yeah, shame, man. It's it's rough. Um, He's probably the most excited Joe fan who's now like on the inside that that exists. To be honest. Well, you know, that, and that's what you need to. I I feel that's what you know. There needs to be more of that. You know, people who are really yeah. passionate about GI Joe doing stuff in GI Joe for GI Joe. 
Gaz is upset because there is still no Saturn. I hear you, Gaz. And uh, G.I. Gary agrees with you. He's like, darn straight, Gaz. And if G.I. Gary also would like to add, and there's no Honda Lou. I'm like, yeah, we do need a Honda Lou as well. Like, it's, like this, I, I know that they're going to come. I know that they're coming. Yeah, That's one thing I love about Super 7. If this is anything to go by, like, Primitive Darkness is, is definitely a priority at this point. Like, we're going to get that three-pack of <laughs> Boy George Snake Eyes. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and Satin and Polly and Timber in Muffin or whatever great... you want to call it. <laughs> And if the great great toy gods do hear my my prayers, we may even get cold slither, which would make me very happy. Even in Super Seven form, it make me very happy. Well, I'm looking at this and I'm I'm heavily tempted. How does one get one of those uh, Super Seven packs? Is that an SDCC exclusive? I couldn't remember if you said so earlier. It is, but SDCC exclusives and exclusives at all, man. You'll be able to get yeah. them eventually. Yeah, I, I I'm going to be in Singapore in September, and I'm pretty sure one of the stores that i frequent will still have the cardboard uh missile, missile headquarters on. yeah <laughs> from many years back that bobby vala actually designed any huge um uh, super sevens also announced an alternate deco for their ultimate bat and it's amazing it's inspired by the comic book appearance where mm. the bats had the those the spores that gave rise to those vines that then had knockout gas. Uh, it was also the debut of the Mauler and Heavy Metal and Airtight and Bazooka and Crankcase and Striker. I think Jay had maybe made an appearance before that. Maybe not. Anyways, she was basically trying out the new Joes. And uh, this was the debut of the Bats, the debut of Dr. Mindbender. It was a very toy-heavy issue. And... You say, how did I miss that, Paul? Well, how did everyone miss this deco? Why is this the first time we've gotten a blue Battle Android Trooper? In the cornucopia of Battle Android Trooper releases that we've gotten, particularly in the modern era of G.I. Joe, why was this color scheme never used? Yeah. I mean, we got the the, the, the spores and we got the, the backpack canister that dispenses them. So that's nothing new. But like, and also... Just the weapons, like this Battle Android Trooper comes with a Heckler and Koch MP5 mm. with an interesting looking barrel, but it looks like it's lifted straight from the pages of that artwork. I believe it was Rod Wiggum who was nice. penciling G.I. Joe at the time. And yeah, man, it's iconic. I think there's I mean, a slightly more raised ridge to the, the bat helmet, which is in line with that art as well. I could be also, mistaken. context is everything, um, and I don't have an image of the uh, original release, but the head also looks slimmer. It doesn't look yeah. as as diamond-shaped as, as I remember the first release being. Well, you Rod know? did kind of go a little bit off-model. I mean, the color okay. uh, the colorist obviously did as well, but uh, the art did have that slimmer um, head with the, 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 the ridge on the top and the very, very deep like vents along the side. So mm. if they've got an alternate sculpt going on here, amazing. It's got a very Cylon esque appearance. Oh, it's good. You know, uh, like it's good. old the no, original Battlestar Galactica Cylons. Not new Battlestar Galactica Cylons, because they look nothing like that. <laughs> and this is Trisha Helfer. <laughs> Bats attack. Ooh. <laughs> Cylons sexy. Mm. 
I'm looking at a picture of. Yes, it's a slimmer face. Cool. Okay. Defos. Okay. Defos. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that was the case. Because um, of the it. Super 7 figures, this is one of three that I'm uh, that I would like to have in my collection. There they are. Yeah, I see. Like those dudes look great. They do look great, but I think I like the the slimmer head more. I I, I don't know. I I like the slimmer head, and I think the reason I, I immediately like picked up on it is because I love the original head. Like mm. that's that's it for me. Like that's 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 my bet. <laughs> so well but blue I, pad is my new bat my goodness if i was a super seven collector this would be i'd cancel my bat pre-order no mind you you can't cancel like you've already paid for them right i don't uh, know not if you get them through bbts you can cancel them <laughs> right you know, all right for all Paulie, the slack that people give bbts they don't lock you into anything so yeah unless you've so. got any new news toy new news that you want to get your teeth into i mean we're not i do news. i just episode oh, not in news but what do you call outlet but we do like to highlight things week to week that pique our interest i don't have any new news because all of the new news that i have that's toy related is actually very much focused on our topic or should i say centered on our topic because they were one of the let's let's crack on all into that ninja mm. roll into our topic oh here we go i i don't think i've ordered mine actually so I'm just going to get the obvious out of the way. The most okay. unique thing that I'm seeing in O-Ring is our beloved tracksuit <laughs> terrorist <laughs> from Corsine Longbow. My goodness. Oh, one one. Just like a blue bat. Why was this obvious thing not staring everyone in the face? Like, why, why have we never gotten this before? I know, He's dude. A balaclavered, tracksuit-wearing, disposable baddie. You can use these guys for bank heists. You can use them for terrorist actions. You can use them as just local militia. Yeah. Fighting I mean, off tanks with Molotov cocktails. It's just amazing. You just said like, you, you just mixed two things together now. You got, you got this guy in a bank. And all I can think of is, you remember that old light gun shooting game called Lethal Enforcers? Yes. Um, oh, and it was all, goodness, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, then you need a whole bunch of them in different colored tracksuits to just like yep. pop up and do yeah. the first person shooter Reload. kind of. <laughs> Reload. <laughs> Brilliant. Lethal oh, man. Wasn't that like one of those games that also at the, in the sort of the attract mode, it had a screen that says, don't do drugs. Yes. I should remember a whole Real winners don't of... do drugs. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Otherwise you get shot in the face by like a Magnum revolver. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh, we're trying to put out there do you have anything you'd like to say about this guy he comes with an ak-47 with a uh, a foregrip uh and a very interesting looking stock it's it's maybe it's not an ak maybe i'm, I'm turning could my be head a chinese ak the the magazine doesn't have that curvature it's a straight mag so it's it's been embellished it's something else it looks yeah it looks like just because i can see a, a subtle curve there on it it looks like it's a a flippy a, a flip around so like it's a, uh, a full like curved mag. mag yeah and then you flip okay. it around to the other magazine 
like to the straight one because awesome. to to tape two round ones together must be quite difficult <laughs> and awkward so i think that just makes sense to no no um, by that one. i mean just like the banana clip being the or magazine being mm. the typical ak-47 like curvature you know what i mean yeah the ah, foregrip whatever the foregrip uh, the only thing that worries me about this toy is actually the foregrip on that ak just because if the hands are gummy enough, it's going to be fine. But if they're not gummy enough, it's well, then he's going to have realistic thumb shooting action. So I know. think you'll be okay, man. Like if mm. um, late model O ring figures or anything to go by, like I have been very abusive to my Cobra Nightwatch, which is, oh, I yeah? think, a 2004 release. And yeah, man, those thumbs contract back to their original um, shape after being like having pistol grips wedged in like at right angles so i think we're okay and the added wrist articulation even yeah. better than okay so yeah i mean he's balaclavered he's got um a little bit of web gear which is great because yes. you know, he's, he's he definitely is tacking up to do something nefarious evil uh he's not just going for a run on the track and he comes with a molotov cocktail which looks yeah he's got a spicy beer <laughs> if, if if the artwork we're looking at is anything to go by, I think it might be rendered in a translucent plastic, which would make it a a terrific accessory, like an accessory that you need all on its own. I mean, mm. you need the rows and rows of this stuff. I also don't understand why Marauder has never given us a Molotov cocktail, or as we like to call it in South Africa, a petrol bomb. <laughs> it's not yeah. just the bottle either. It's like a, a flame effect coming off the top. Yeah, it's like just, a spicy it's beer there. It's total fun. layer of dynamism that, that we haven't really seen much of. Like I'm but, not uh, in favor of blast effects, but this I'll 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 give it exception take that. to. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, it's just a bottle. Then it's just like then it's a bar fight. Which okay, that could also be. And fun. if you're worried about the foregrip, mate, like you don't mm. want to be holding a Molotov cocktail by the neck of the bottle. No, so essentially, what they're advocating by including this accessory is that you want to put the base of that bottle in a figure's hand which is going to really stretch that um that thumb put it to mm. the test yeah. let's see how russian so. he is <laughs> hey <laughs> zing but was this on your top five paul it was or it is should i say good it is, yeah i'm glad we got it it's out of the way first then yeah that's it's definitely one of mine um well, let's hear another one of yours shall we cool uh this is one that's recently popped up and i'm very excited about these it's a series called Hidden Force, and it's a bunch of ninja-styled O-rings, and they also look like they have a wrist articulation. Um, I don't know too much about these guys yet. I don't even know how to get my hands on one to buy one yet. But um, Hidden Force, these guys are looking great. Like This guy is probably the most basic ninja ever made in toys, next to like the ninja from the core. <laughs> but I really He's dig it. He's got a I need... bit more going on than Jinx does. Yeah, a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I don't dragons on their chests. But this guy has like a kind of a braid to his outfit, yeah, and a stash and two tones to his mask and like uh, forearm greaves. I also think that he cool. looks a lot like uh, Joe Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what like sold me for. immediately. I saw that and I was like, do 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 do
Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and guys, like, please have... in the comments, like uh, if if we're unable to give you uh, any kind of direction as to where to get these, it's because we don't know. Yeah. Uh, with with course on longbow, that was a Kickstarter that <clears> came and went, but we've been promised by the guys at Grindstone Toys that they're just getting started. Like they're going to mm. make this stuff available. So the track suited henchman, even if you didn't back the Kickstarter. It's coming, guys. It's coming. And they I think there's still a backer kit. Um, as mm. of the time of us recording this, I think the backer kit's still going. You can still it's a back it. Backer yeah. kit available to people that didn't back the Kickstarter, though. Yes. Well, I, I oh. call it a backer kit, but it's actually you can still order it on the Kickstarter because it's like it's successful. So, like, mm. you can still go there and like order from them. They haven't Great. closed it off or anything when I when I checked. Um, but maybe maybe I don't understand Kickstarter the way I should. Maybe I missed something, but uh, my understanding is that yeah, you can still buy the Operation Longbow stuff. The only catch is, is that unfortunately they don't take PayPal, which is kind of a bummer for me um, because I can't mm. use PayPal to buy them. So I need to wait for them to come out to some kind of retail outlet like B B BBTS or something of, you know, of that sort for me to get my hands on them. It's um, coming. Yeah. Ryan's saving our asses in the chat, saying that the Kickstarter for the Hidden Force guys hasn't started, but will be soon. And it's uh, Whiskey Jack put Toys. Up by Whiskey Jack Toys. Those are the guys that did the, the Wild West dudes, didn't they? They did the, the, the... <laughs> Chicken Fried Toys. Oh, is that Chicken Fried Toys that did that? Yeah. Maybe. Sorry, I Amen. get. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so this uh, Hidden Force Shinobi. I'm very, very excited about this dude. There are other ninjas in this line that are that are great and they have some unique designs. This one's just my favorite of all of those. And I'm very excited for this stuff. Cool, man. What's your next one? Hmm. Well, this is the biggest mystery of all. They're called Delta... What? Delta 17. Yeah. I don't know what these guys are about, but they've got an Instagram and they've got a, a quite a compelling little story. For now, little is known about this new cabal and its associated army. Unofficially, they're known as an underground circles as the Dark Shadows with an undisclosed base of operations off the coast of Japan. They're believed to be tied to various mercenary factions to assist them in the origins and alliances of which are undergoing scrutiny by Delta-17 and the military intelligence group that is a direct support element to Delta-17. Now, the blurb is basically talking about this enigmatic enemy, which are these cybernetic ninjas, mm. okay? The design is what attracts me, of course, because mm. they're very cool looking. Uh, just the, the digital render alone of, like, the head sculpt yes, that makes me think very nice. that's a very unique, very clean, like, very attractive looking figure. Um, and I want to know more. Apparently, it's not a Kickstarter. Apparently, it's going to be coming soon, and we need to watch this space. But, man, there's very little information on the ground. Maybe it's an initiative that hasn't gotten off the ground. But if it does, these are the guys to keep your eyes on. Or maybe they're Delta doing a slow... 17. Yeah, maybe they're just building up their, their like support by creating this law, by getting people into it. And then when they do announce their Kickstarter, at least they've got a tribe that they can bring into their Kickstarter because, you know, they're not as vocal as some of the other toy makers right now. You know, they're still building mm. their voice, which is, it's cool to see that, man. It's cool to see like so many guys doing this. It's Robotic really ninjas exciting. have been done before, but yeah. these ones look good. 
Yeah, I so, I struggle to say no to a robotic ninja man. <laughs> that one's not on the top of my list, but I feel like as they reveal more, I'm going to be more intrigued by by what they do. I don't know when you wanted to bring it up, but yeah. I think we also are eye to eye on yes. the grindstone retro <laughs> figure retro for Robo Skull. Yeah, and. I, I'm so sorry I couldn't find the picture that they posted on Facebook. Um, I think it was Skeletron that posted a picture of the actual prototype, the in-hand prototype. What? And it, and it looks so good. Wow. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I could it be It comes with a wrong. fabulous amount of stuff now. It started out as just a figure with a pistol. And then they unlocked a jetpack, a submachine gun or laser, if you want to call it that. And this laser. kind of wicked cool, like, double spike thing mm. a handheld weapon for stabbing presumably because one stab wound isn't enough <laughs> it's just you just double up two. <laughs> yeah it looks as lethal as it is for the operator as it is for the uh the opponent but then they oh. also added a further unlock of like a energy saber mm. a trooper hammer. head <laughs> yeah a removable the, the helmet is now removable and you can have a a trooper head beneath it and then an alternate head, which is the Skeletron head. Essentially just like a, a, a bone white head of a skeleton. Yeah. It's, it's rad. See, for me, like, I don't... Okay, I have this on my list, but it's kind of like... Oh, and it's free. So yeah. the figure's 25 bucks, and you get all this stuff. Unbelievable. And, and that's why, like, this is on my list, but it's only on my list because I wanted to talk about it because I'm excited about it. But I really technically have one because of my Skeletron purchase because I bought one of these these guys with my Skeletron, with my rubber skull. Excellent. So so it's like, I, I really want it, but now I'm super excited for its arrival. Like Head to toe, it's an interesting design, man. Very intricate, very ornate. It's got those high collars or high, what are they called? Shoulder pads? The epaulets. <laughs> <laughs> it were eh, good word, but it doesn't look like cheesy sci-fi. Yeah. It looks badass sci-fi, dangerous. It's got a good mix. It's what I like about the Roboskull stuff. I feel like Roboskull is got that really good blend of cool and goofy, which I feel makes a good GI Joe figure. And I'm so sorry that I wasn't involved, that I couldn't lend my voice to the Operation Recall. When, when you guys chatted, chatted about it in the last episode. But that's definitely something I wanted to bring up. Was they... You can see it in all of the designs that have come out on Operation Recall. There's this great blend of stuff that's cool. But also goofy to help balance it out. You know? Which is a good thing. That's, that's why G.I. Joe works. You know? Mm. In my opinion, anyway. But, uh, yeah... So Paulie, oh then, Paulie, once again, our steward of of podcasting, Ryan Sweeney, has our asses covered. He found the, oh. the oh, in-hand images. How cool is it, dude? Like, wow. It, it just, it's amazing. I'm so, so in love with this toy. It just, it's all the, it's, it's what I love about a G.I. Joe figure. It's all there, you know? Oof. And it's not a G.I. Joe figure, which is just magic as well. Not that I hate G.I. Joe. I love G.I. Joe. <laughs> it does look like it would seamlessly kind of fit in. Um, yes. And I like 
somehow I like what they did to the eyes on this figure a lot more than what Hasbro is currently doing with their O-ring relaunch. Yeah. I think the person who put the most succinct burn on the the, the recent Hasbro O-ring offerings is in fact Tony from Analog Toys who says they screwed up the eyes. These are Lego Lego Spaceman eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Not so in the case of the Skeletron figure. No. Uh, his, his eyes look aggressive and very clean, but like, there's a kind of a... It's a terrible descriptor, but it's so apt. Like a derpiness to... Yes. Like Hasbro's Cobra, Trooper, Cobra Officer. Who mm -hmm. else have they done? I mean, just the digital renders. You can see it with Scarlet, with Ace. Like, yeah, they look very asleep. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally... Anyway, let's not throw shade on the big H, but we no. are showing love to the independents now, like, and 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 rightly so. These are incredible offerings. Really and deserve you know, all the praise they get. You and Rob had such a great chat about Star Brigade, and I'm, I, I am very but hurt. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, obviously, I, I'm sad that I couldn't make that, but I am so glad because <laughs> I want to rhyme. Um, the Robo Skull stuff integrates with the Star Brigade so well. You know, and I just, I, I, when I saw this picture, my first thought was like, oh, cool, Star Brigade. I'm going to have so much fun with my Star Brigade Joes and my Robo Skull dudes. It's going to be great. Before I even touch modern era stuff, I'm going to find a way to make those work because that works. And, and like the Pogo, he even, he would look cool in a Pogo, you know, he's ready mm -hmm. to kill Iron uh, Grenadiers. I wonder if he'd be able to get his head under that dome. Probably not with the, the helmet on. Well, got, I'll make that a criteria for the review. He's got plenty <laughs> of space in the Robo Skull cockpits. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. Um, okay, well, I, let's um, stop gushing over that. Yeah, continue, man. You got one coming up? I mentioned Operation Recall. This is the image I got. Um, that we haven't seen an actual figure prototype for this, but I've, I believe it's going to be a cool toy. Something I focused on in one of my designs for Operation Recall, and that is sh uh, the, the ninja. And I love the prosthetic leg. Okay. I I did a lot of prosthetics in my design, especially for the one character being somebody who's recovering from like, you know, being paralyzed and all that kind of stuff. And um I I I just like the prosthetic side of it. I like that whole cyberpunky kind of vibe that comes with this figure design. And um yeah, sh uh shh is a is a toy design i'm very excited to see from uh from to, uh, from total recall from operation recall uh i've got a, a space reserved for this toy in my collection i want i want shh. and uh you know <laughs> while alexander merle could not have been alive to, to 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 hear this sketch back in the day all i can think of when i hear the name shh is mike myers in austin powers as dr evil and telling his son, Scott, I've got a big bag of shh with your name on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shh, shh. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. www.shh.com. Really <laughs> <laughs> did that too? Yeah, you yeah. did, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so, and I'm going to cheat a little bit with Operation Recall quickly. But another toy I'm very excited from uh, in the Operation Recall line, because technically my Skeletron was a bit of a sneaky, um, is... Uh, I nearly called it Bloodfly. Sorry. Um, but the uh, Damselfly. I think Damselfly. that is a... Yeah, I like that toy design quite a lot. I like the 
masked female character with a jetpack um, and the blue gear. And also just a shout out to Ted Terranova, dude. You did a cool design here. Really love it. Um, and I mean, this is not to downplay the others, but also if I could only take like one or two figures from Operation Recall, it would be Shh and Damselfly. Um, but mm. guys, we all know it's Paul She's got speaking. a cute butt in Ted's uh, art. <laughs> yeah, she totally does. But do you see how, do you see how like, like there's a bit of that goofiness in her design? Like that jetpack, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, it also doesn't. It's kind of fun and goofy. Listen goofiness yeah. and the, the the creator's smile <laughs> he's like yeah, yeah and i love it awesome. <laughs> no ted like you you knocked this one Nailed out of the park eh? yeah i think I, I i really dig this and i love the the style the stylization that he's put into his drawing and i feel like that's going to uh, come into action figure form really well i really hope no. that when they sculpt it they I don't try to make it too realistic so i wonder yeah. i haven't asked ted if 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 this was something he was aware as he was designing this or if it's something that like commentators later on have have uh, pointed out that there's a a micronauts vibe to her flying backpack, hmm. you know the, the wings that swing out with fans on the edge is very much like Takara's uh, Microman. I didn't pick up on that at all. Uh, Did you I ever saw that... have the Akroya figure? Sadly not. No. Oh, boo. Shame. Yeah, Sucks. Micronauts and Microman oh, oh. were from another universe for me. I never got my hands on them except for like a Batman set. Well, um, it's kind of predates yeah. us a bit. That was late 70s toy, man. Oh, that was okay. metal stuff from Japan. What? What? If you didn't have a big brother or big sister, maybe, you missed out, Paul. Yeah. I did. I got a little taste. So did okay. I. Now, <laughs> in the same breath, it seems like it, it might even be the same mold, but I adore it. And everything that it's now slated to come with is Ghost from yes. Grindstone Toys. <laughs> she is the Steel Web Infiltrator, who is a named character because they've done a Steel Web Trooper, which kind of does the Viper, but in purple. purple. Very attractive. But yeah. this guy is the one that gets my attention. He was initially just coming with the Skeletron-esque uh, submachine gun and the double stabby thing. Well, they did an upgrade, an unlockable, thanks to the, the campaign success, a free unlock, which gives you a backpack to gravity mines. I think the creators said, I think Troy said that they, 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 they somehow, I don't know, they hover or they attach to walls or something. Like that's that's the vibe that they give off. And they're also attached to the backpack, obviously, on either side. And Fun a clear, clear or sort of opaque plastic shield, like an energy shield. Kind of Beam-resistant energy shield, yeah. Oh, the slow blade so penetrates the shield. Sorry. No, oh, is that a Dune <laughs> reference? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Super 7's Dune reaction figures? I haven't. Uh, as now, you mentioned these are more on board with because, because they were always for POA. Well, mm. plus heads. So five POA, except in the, the case of the Harkonnen um, Sardukar trooper. But, like, they take me back, man. To have those guys in three, three corner inch scale, that excites me a great deal. Because my hands know those original toys well. well my brother had oh, a full Oh, that's cool, set. man. Mm. That, I'm, wow, I'm actually a little jealous of that. That's really cool, man. Um, Am I the I... LJN or Galoob? 
can't remember. I think now. it's Galoob who did those. No, really? Yeah. I'm going to say LJN. Oh, cool. Listen, like Thundercats, because probably... they all had they all had um, thumb levers, so like they had punchy oh, action. Oh crap! Yes, even actually, Baron Harkonnen. Yes. He like his arms go. But then I'm thinking Galoob because Galoob made Bionic Six, right? So no, also not... LJN. You're thinking Galoob because you think you're the A team, I think. Yes, it could be that. Yeah, I think that's mm. what it is. Yeah. Also okay, eight cool. inch scale, I think, close to mm. that, or maybe six inch. I, I don't know. I don't have them to hand, but they were bigger, bigger boys than our, our beloved scale. I used to use Paul Atreides in my Metal Gear Solid-esque games as just some guy that Snake had an interaction with before he gave a monologue and dies. <laughs> <laughs> One of my earliest play motions. Now that's the light of day because it's terrible. It's so bad. It's filmed on like the bathroom floor and in one shot you actually see like the whole toilet <laughs> Shy allude, allude. <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, oh god, this, this, but what, uh, yeah. what makes the ghost figure such a delicious grape flavor is the fact that they've successfully worked in like a midnight blue mm. onto a figure that is predominantly purple. And it doesn't look ugly. Yeah, it steps down. It's like a nice uh, in-between between the purple oh, and black. Yeah. Doesn't it do great things to your eyes? These complementary colors. The face yes, sculpt is amazing. And what really just pushes this over the edge and gives it the, the, the chef's kiss is the fact that you've got this very, very, very liberal, not liberal, what's the word? Very restrained use of neon green. Yeah, exactly. That is the, oh. the piece de resistance. <laughs> the energy like, glow, like at the base of his gauntlets, the mm. eyes, and of course the symbol, which I think I said to Troy when I spoke to him, like that is an instant classic, that steel web uh, symbol. It's, a, it's yeah. a black widow spider, but the abdomen is a skull and it's set into a red triangle. Well, on this, it's just the the main character of the design that the, the spider picked out in that beautiful lime green silhouette. neon green yeah it's amazing it's so sharp it's so pointy it's so fine it, it really is a testimony to like printing technology of the 2020s because i don't know if something that small could be accurately like printed onto a figure i don't know about with a tempo yeah back in the day i know with like decals you could get like stuff that detailed but i know with the Oof. tempo printing machines i don't think they could do that or do it this as guy's well gonna be, he's gonna be factory produced and he's gonna be clean so i'm very excited for that that's, i'm very excited for him too he didn't make my list but that's also only because he is kind of a purple version of the the robo skull dude of the the wolf trooper Oof. i keep forgetting his name but and you've, um, you've chosen which one your favorite is because obviously it goes with the robo skull but like just taken as a figure on its own oh man how do you decide is it ghost right? or is it like what are we calling this guy skeletron yeah i'm gonna call him the skeletron yeah like mm, the o-ring skeletron the o-ring skeletron that's I, I think he has got a better name but uh we'll just go with that one for now and let the comments sort us out later <laughs> um well, get both and do a comparative review is all i'm saying 
So these, this figure comes from a company um, and actually from something that kind of went under my radar a little. Um, it's the Scorched Earth program uh, project, but it's this line here. It's Strikeforce Alpha. What is the, the name of this Kickstarter again? Um, <laughs> no, man, I had it. It was in my mind and it just like slipped out now because I was like so excited about... Um, see, but that's this. It's just this like sneaky little thing. But yeah, it's Strikeforce Alpha is the, the mm. name of this um -ring toys? line. Could be secret. There we go. Yeah. And I really like this Hell God. Um, he's clad in black. He's also got a helmet. He's got a bit of a Crimson God elite kind of look to him that I really dig. I'm very sorry that this went under my ra radar because I would have loved to have, you know, pimped these guys out a bit more, you know, as we sort of, you know, when they were actually doing their Kickstarter. Um, but I'm quite excited about this toy. And I, I really like the the sort of tooling that's going into them. Uh, I don't have any images right now, uh, just because I, I just want to focus on the toy. But I think it's also Bill Merklin who designed these as well with um, with this team. And wow. they are very cool looking toys. I think I feel like they it's a great new enemy force to add to GI Joe Play Motion or just to my my three three quarter inch toys. And I just love that he's probably spawns like that behind the mask or something, you know just looks like a lot of fun and uh i'm kind of torn between if i had to choose one from this kind of torn between him and this dude who is so mm -hmm. like i love that he has four arms okay like i don't know what it is about a three three quarter inch figure that has four arms that like blows me away but this guy does it and he does it better than the mortal kombat goro that uh hasbro did way back in the day and I just love that. It's like a unique sculpt. Uh, he's got some cool play features, the removable wrists for the bottom arms that all oh, actually it looks like and all the of these top arms, arms are removable. Yeah. yeah. You can have this him completely tooled up with like stuff on his wrist. It's because these guys are troopers. They're troop builders. Mm. So the option parts provide instant variation. Brilliant. And, and I, I mean, what it's I'm going to say... toys, by the way. This is something else. Yeah, I... I, I must. I, I've got a link. I've got all of the links, and we'll put them into the um into well when we put the video up, we'll put the links in the description below. Um, I, I will say this, and it might sound a little controversial. I don't care much for the law, um, that they have created. Uh, and maybe I don't know if that's their fault or my fault that I'm not interested enough to look it up. I just really love these toys, and I love the designs, and I think they're gonna fit in into what I want to do with my toys and how I want to play with my toys. And that's exciting for me. And I kind of like the idea, uh, like the fact that the law isn't sort of imposing itself on me, you know, like, <laughs> oh, this is a very Cobra law bent. Yeah. It reminds me so. of a line that Serpento says in Cobrathon in that episode I spoke of and the guys yeah. in Audible interlude bless them. They, uh, they actually pointed this out as well as like the, the, the goat. I mean, this is the best line from the show. By the serpent gods of the netherworld. And then he goes on to say, how do you expect of me to raise $5 billion? Or whatever the total was for the Cobrathon. Anyway, yeah, good line. This guy's definitely looking, he's in line to be a serpent god of the netherworld. Brought back to life. This is like, it's goofy as hell. It's unusual. Um, it sticks out as a unique piece because it's not like a military man. And I like that as well. I think that's something that is maybe like I've I've noticed with both of our selections, we we haven't 
gone into a military slant. A lot of our stuff has been very like sci-fi techno. But then again, you haven't submitted your final one yet. So I don't want to say well, anything There's a soon. reason for that, Paul. I think, I think, and this is why like the showpiece of Grindstone Toys being uh, Lancer is bittersweet for me because I do have a Falcon. And he's mm. entrenched with, with years of canonic uh, characterization, both personal and in Joe Media. So mm-hmm. I don't need another beret-wearing do-gooder. Yeah. I think I speak for us both when I say, like, it's the flippy-dippy new concepts that get our attention. Yeah. And some obvious ones, like, the, you know, the terrorists, <laughs> the, the tracksuit yeah. terrorists, just, just things that are absolutely fresh, which... It, it it has taken a fan initiative to to see the need for, mm. you know. Like Has Hasbro were running down a hill with GI Joe and very much were of their bent. Well, now it's the opportunity for the independents to fill in these needs. But in order to do that, they need to make the bread and butter figures like Lancer mm. um, to, you know, get 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 us integrated, get us on board, have our our good guys. To go with our bad guys but for me like the high points will be these freaky deaky guys uh and you're not gonna get more freaky deaky than my most anticipated figure of the o-ring milieu and his name and is... is i'm looking for the picture <laughs> drum roll please ladies and gentlemen cool i'm no, gonna junk uh... you don't you don't get to go next i just want to after that some in... comments uh Okay. <laughs> Ryan Sweeney said, Carson, uh, Carson said that the jetpack, and I imagine this is for Damselfly, uh, Carson said that the jetpack will have a working wing feature so you can push the button and the wings will retract or open. That what? makes me so happy because they did it with uh, re- uh, Retaliation, uh, re- retaliation? Um, Snake Eyes. Was it Retaliation? Yes. No. No. Yes. That was Resolute Snake Eyes. With Resolute the Snake Eyes. Thank you. That's... But they also did it with Skydive from POC. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because that, that was also good. <laughs> of course yeah. you, do. you loved it so much. You bought it for me, but maybe pay for it. <laughs> did I? <laughs> Bastard. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I thought, yeah. Which you, one you did I? You surprised me. Oh, shit, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I did that. My bad. That's silly. Um, yeah, I think you, you, you'd ordered some. A lot of shows, and, and um, I asked for a snow serpent. You got me snow serpent and skydive because you're like, Steve's gonna like this guy. I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. Thanks for that, Paul. <laughs> Not with my money. Matthew Comstock is like more like a discount iron grenadier, and I think he's referring to the um, to this bad boy to the hell god. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew, um, but. Yeah, like, I do get that vibe, and that's also okay, actually. Like, it's also okay that if 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 that is about this Hell God, I, I'm okay with him being a discount Iron Grenadier, because I, I still like Destro being the sort of premium, uh, badass, you know, weapons dealer. You need dealer. variation to, yeah. to the Iron Grenadiers. Like, having them all look the same. Nah, man. Like, Cobra's got all these various different Vipers and stuff. Like, this guy... If he fits into the Iron Grenadiers, it's like kind of, kind of a Iron Grenadier major or even a colonel. That that works. I mean, he's got these this roping around his his shoulder pauldron, like yeah, and the, the 
the double-breasted buttons down on one side. Like he's looking very zhuzh. Kind of and then also add variety. And Gaz um, commented on this uh, construct troopers. Um, he commented the snake like, dude with four arms. Snake dude with four arms. Looks like Mindbender was an, uh, on an overnight mad scientist bender again. Yep. Mindbender just cranked the ABBA up to 11 and got drunk on <laughs> schnapps and he made this bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, I'm not going to uh, leave this one on the floor. Like, this wasn't one of my top five, but we should mention, and this has been on a number of people's lips, but Zika Toys Riot Commando. Also, oh, Charcoal Gray. Oh, this is the one I forgot about. With red. Uh, oh, I love this. He could be an Iron Grenadier, or he could just be this kind of steampunk-ish disaster trooper, like I... in a far-flung future. I love how cool figure Third Reich this looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nazi women of the SS, or was it Iron Sky when the Nazis retreat to the moon base? Yes, I love that movie. Oh, it is so cool. But yeah, yes, exactly pretty, that. And and Wolf, uh, Wolfenstein as well. Also, like, yeah. sort of has these guys that look a bit like this. Yeah, man, Eagle Force was the one. I was like. I had like such a brain fart. I was like trying to Google like what is that other O-ring line, and I couldn't find it. And I found Strike Force, but I never found Eagle Force. Or well, White they're available currently from the website for twenty dollary dues. Fantastic! I think it's just a figure and one gun. But if you're jonesing for some new stuff, it sure beats paying eBay prices for the you know the actual vintage Joe. So here's mm. the thing. Is um, there a thing? Tell me. There thing. is a thing. There is a thing. So with this um, topic and with, you know, and, and also over the last few months, we've been seeing these fantastic Kickstarters coming out for O-Ring figures and they've been funded and they, they're happening. And uh, as somebody mentioned here in the, co uh, in the comments, uh, I think the Delta 17, Ryan Sweeney said, you can get uh, them on BBTS soon, if not right now for Delta 17. So we've got that. Ooh. These toys are already finding their ways into retailers and things like that. So now I've been finding myself quite torn over the last, I'd say two, three months um, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm buying some of the GI Joe stuff and the classified toys are gorgeous. I'm sure many of you guys who listen to this agree with me and that they just really are stunning toys. But my heart is in three, three quarter inch figures. And I feel like the classifieds are kind of like more of a cherry picking thing for me. Like, wow, I really do want a Lady J at that scale because she looks gorgeous. And the same thing for Baroness. And um, the same with the upcoming Crocmaster or the Crocmaster that's already sitting in some of our BBTS uh, private warehouse, uh, uh, pile of loot, whatever's to ship, or maybe you've already got your Crocmaster. There, those are some uh, like my cherry picks, my premier, like, wow, I really love that. I would love to have that scale, a scale, that scale of that character in my collection. But I actually want to shift a lot more of my toy funding to toys that I'm going to really enjoy playing with more that we can use for things like Playmotion. I mean, the idea of seeing all of these cool villains and everything else just gets me thinking of Playmotion episodes where we don't have to have G.I. Joe versus Cobra. We can have Cobra versus these other factions. You know, we can, you know, I, I've been... Yeah, exactly. Ever since getting the Robo Skull, I've been thinking, how would we like integrate Robo Skull what? into the Joe version? Got the Robo Skull? Well, do you have the prototype? <laughs> no, I wish. Man. 
but uh but you get what i'm saying like i'm like wow i don't wish i wouldn't want I the pressure this... of having that that's the one of the kind they've they made one i believe yeah don't don't drop it's it done the rounds know? but yeah so my thinking is like going forward with all of this love for the o-ring stuff i really am going to start focusing a lot more of my attention and effort into the o-ring retro joe uh, retro style o-ring toys because they are bringing me joy they are getting me excited. They are getting me fired up. That's what I want in a toy purchase. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to buy class classifieds. It just means that I'm going to scale down quite significantly on my scope or uh, I'm going to become more laser focused with what I do get from classified. As I mentioned, Crocmaster is sitting in my pile of loot as well. So I can't wait to ship him uh, over. But, uh, you know, uh, I just have to wait for the timing. It's just a timing thing with shipping and whatever. But yeah, and also even that Super Seven pack, that just that gets me more excited than I thought it would, <laughs> you know, because um, I would play those, I'd I'd put those into into shots, you know. Well, the like, thing about the Super Seven is the five POA guys have an awkward fit in Joe, Joe because Joe is covered in rivets and screw holes, and like these guys are very clean, very cartoon. They. They feel like mannequins when placed mm. next to an O-ring Joe, which is more geared towards action. Whereas these guys are geared towards cartoon accuracy and 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 looking retro in that very stiff posture. But then you look at the other stuff that Super Seven is producing for the reaction line, like maybe the vehicles, but certainly this robot. And you're like, mm. absolutely. I don't yes. care if it's if it's completely statuesque, if it has no articulation at all, it's a cobra baddie that exists in this in this world, in this fantasy that we've never yeah. gotten before. It has a taller yep. stature than the the regular guys standing next to it. It has a funky animated design to it. It has a big yep. cobra symbol on its chest as this kind of main uh, sort of color pop scheme. So it's mm -hmm. it's so unique and yeah absolutely that could find its way into even the most uh, diehard O-ring collectors displays. Definitely, and I love that. Thank you, Super mm. Seven, uh, because yeah, I know that we have thrown some shade at Super Seven with certain choices because of pricing and things like that. But I do feel they have some gems that pop up like this box set that gets me excited and. You know what? Hey man, I they've will got pay. A they've got a license to produce this stuff, so they're doing yeah. what all the independents, I suppose, in some respects, can only <laughs> dream of doing. Yeah. And so they are going, going ham. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of the most exciting, like actual Joe product available at the moment because mm. we don't know what they could could be pulling out of their sleeves next. Glow in the dark, Cobra Troopers. Why the hell not? Hey, Super Have Seven does that? glow in the dark. Yeah, they yeah, they, they they're doing Joes do. and Cobras like glow in the dark blue and glow in the dark green, random. I mean, they've Anyways. just done a range of glow in the dark Ninja Turtles now. So, oh, it's time! It's time! Time for our number time. one pick. Time. Have you already given yours? For what? For my? Have you given your number one pick the the, the O ring figure that you're most excited about? I ha I haven't, but l let's put it this way: I have shown it um oh, okay. in our chat i just it's just uh and i have sort of alluded to me cheating with that because it is the one i'm the most excited about but um if i had to tell you which one it is out of um the guys here that i haven't been able to buy yet um it's my absolute top pick 
is got to and like despite everything that we've said about blah 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 sci-fi and all this good stuff this fine gentleman over here present to you the russian with the spicy beer that is probably my most anticipated uh o-ring release right now jeez uh, doubling back damn sorry yeah. i stole your thunder right out the gate no it's cool man it's it was worth gonna, talking about gonna in the surprise beginning. everyone by saying that my most anticipated figure the one that i'm most excited about and the one that certainly is is getting my attention uh man i i surprised myself with this selection but it comes from operation recall and it's sun eagle soul eagle a oh yes he's so great oh, he's really great i he nearly made my list as well i was just like yeah <laughs> dude this, Why this does is... this figure scream my name? I think it's got to do with the fact that, like, submitted by David Emanuele Martinez, uh, it is a callback to the cable, like, Marvel, like, X-Force, G.I. Joe Extreme, all the uh -huh. mid-90s art style of, like, big guys with big muscles and big guns uh impossible kind of weapon systems um it's a callback to that era and that is an era that gi joe squarely missed out on and i do not count the gi joe extreme toys because they were a joke they were it's, it's been bandied about that they were probably like an ex kenner or it was an it was a kenner employees like joke i'm gonna torpedo the gi joe line I'm going to yeah. finally put the nail in the coffin by making these atrociously preposed, highly inartic inarticulated figures. Um, whereas the, the original G.I. Joe construction would have been so much more fun, mm. uh, better for G.I. Joe Extreme. And it, it has unearthed a need in me that I, I didn't know I have to have these beefy, burly, like extreme era of G.I. Joe guys in the three and three quarter inch scale with that standard articulation. Oh, the fun we could have with those designs. You know, G.I. Joe Extreme might have many sins, but it's still a pretty semi-decent cartoon series. And the designs ain't half bad if you are a fan of that era. And yeah. the wheel has come around again, man. Like that era of comic book and cartoon has its nostalgia it has its pundits i'm one of them mm. and this figure is the first time we're going to be able to get that flavor in an o-ring style he's thick man and yeah. if his if his weapon systems can be pulled off like this picture wow it's like a mini gun it can be it's on like the bottom of gun. like a well no it it's got elements of that but the main yeah. thrust of it seems to be this blocky, I think it might be a multiple missile launcher, but it basically looks like a big old block. boxing glove, like a fist, yeah. an extra fist that goes over his fist and is, you know, it's, it's, it's missiles or is it energy weapons? It's definitely got a minigun on the bottom, so I'm sold already. Like miniguns is just the most hit somebody with it. <laughs> and then That's just sure. to top it off, a cool like double pistol. Because you know, in those first-person shooters, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you have to resort to that that lame gun that's assigned to number one on the on the on the number pad. Yeah, your uh, survival weapon. Your yeah, the your, one that has unlimited gun. ammo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, oh, uh, so good. This uh, design 
for me wins on so many levels because uh and i know for some people this is a swear word but i think it's important represent it's it's got some great representation uh which i love about it um you know and we also got a wrestler from a different style of wrestler a wrestling so we got a luchador which i feel the mask like looks badass Jeez, it looks so it badass looks you know like sun eagle like i love it and the the whole thing with this is how wait to see did, a color study. how did hasbro miss this like how did hasbro miss out on doing a luchador style gi joe character in the 80s and early 90s like that's that that's my question <laughs> how did they how did they miss this because this is so obvious that this deserves to be in this line like you know in a in a line where there's so many crazy things why do we not have a cool giant mad looking luchador well now we do and thank you very much david emanuele martinez because this guy is an awesome design uh, also straddles that line between being cool and goofy uh, it, I, I get like this strong road pig cross rock and roll feeling from it which i really love um listen if it isn't mm, already obvious it's to all everybody extreme on the podcast, for me it's yeah. all like ni 90s animated rock uh like because all this episode had a, a music interlude where they, they stripped oh. out all the yeah totally <laughs> that's all i'm hearing when i see this figure <laughs> you know yeah awesome. yeah i hear you i hear you loud and clear um one of the <laughs> yeah, I think everyone heard that one of the one of the students <laughs> one of the new tracks in um for international backyard and i actually still have to send this to you steven i'm just busy mastering it because it's a wall of sound right now but it's got a bit of a, a like a speed metally sound to it um Oof. so i'm very excited to see how that plays <laughs> well hear. it's it's soul eagles new theme tune and i can't wait to get my hands on this figure oh man well look actually i just caught myself out i am gonna try and stop saying the phrase i can't wait because i caught myself too <laughs> well it's tedious guys because of course there is a wait time attached to a lot of these projects and yeah. if you keep saying i can't wait every time one of these pops up well i don't know how you how you how are you living pal because you're going to be waiting a lot <laughs> yeah so that's that's me i i can wait i'm happy to wait but when the wait is over boy oh boy am i going to be over the moon Gee, i'm incredibly excited for this stuff mm. you know um i'm gonna say something now um and this was a kind of a knee-jerk reaction uh but then, you know, Carlson actually released the images on the Kickstarter and I actually had a chance to sit down and really appreciate the designs because, you know, every time that I've seen the designs, I've seen some quick stuff from the sort of, um, because I, I did manage to catch his live stream from uh, Joe Fest, uh, which was very fortuitous. And Math, uh, Matthew Comstock, thank you so much for linking me uh, on that. It's Matt that got hold of me. Um, and I'm so glad he did because I got to see it. It was a bit nerve-wracking. So you saw the moment where Ale Alexander Merle got got called up, yeah? Yes. So I saw mm. uh, like a lot of that stuff happening. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, so I saw some of the pictures and I saw some of the designs that were coming there. And the one that like immediately stood out to me that I was like super excited about initially was Great White. It's that giant diver with the shark uh, themed kind of diving suit which i haven't seen any pictures of and I d that's why i didn't want to include it in this because i feel like we haven't it's not a concrete release yet it's still in the next wave of recall um but now anyway looking at a lot of the recall stuff my my knee-jerk reaction was like wow 
they really are playing a lot of these designs quite safe. And and I, that might sound like an insult, but it's actually not. Um, you see, they're not as safe as they first appear. When you actually get into the brass tacks and you get into the real nitty gritty of it, you see characters like this Sol Guerrero. Um, Sol Eagle? You know, well, no, Sol Eagle, <laughs> but like Sol Eagle Guerrero. But, um, and you see like what actually makes him special and you see what makes Damselfly, uh, yeah, Damselfly special and you see what makes Sh special. And that got me very excited. Like that changed my opinion on everything, especially when I got to sit down and really look at these images again and really appreciate the design that's going into it. You know, um, like even this dude, this dog handler breacher, uh, which I, when I saw a flash of from Carson's like, preview video to say oh we got like so many submissions i love the silhouette of this i was like wow this looks like an interesting character like even this is an interesting character so i think it goes without saying that i will be making an effort to get all of the operation recall toys for myself um it's not just it's not uh, uh, i don't want to say it like it's not just actually it's a case of i really like the designs and i like that i get to support this awesome endeavor you know that mm. that's like a bonus the fact that I can support this as a bonus, but the real treat is that the toys are great. And this is why the classified thing has kind of been like a major wrestling match in my brain. Um, and maybe why I was a little bit like, you know, sour towards the his tank, because I'm like, I want more three, three quarter inch toys. <laughs> actually. Well, call to action yeah. time, guys. The his tank mm -hmm. is fully funded and all the stretch goals are unlocked. If you're in you've done it guys congratulations um i i don't know if hasbro are in the the habit of announcing more stretch goals we are in uncharted territory nothing from haslab has ever funded this quickly and now they're just watching the timer tick down and don't have anything additional to show maybe there's a mad scramble who knows who knows maybe they're rewriting the book as we speak the playbook on these kind of situations but with in the independence, the temptation is to keep adding stuff, provided they can actually, you know, produce it in the allotted time on the back end. And we saw that with the, the, the RoboSkull. Those guys were absolutely just blasting downhill. Like, as things unlocked, they were quickly, like, oh, spitballing. Like, I, I, su I suppose everything that they announced was something they spoke about. But like yeah. the reality of actually achieving those unlocks was a pipe dream at best. Anyways, the Operation Recall, as of recording this podcast, still has 22 days to go. Mm -hmm. If you're considering throwing your support behind this, well, maybe this will push you over the edge. The four, first four figures are funded. They're locked in. The next... I think two are already locked in as well. Yeah. Um, but the the ceiling on this is determined by us. <laughs> Not only are the first 16 figures um, on the table as potential unlocks, plus two additional figures, the Rotello and a bonus 18th. We don't know what it is. Very exciting. But Carson has said that this goes as deep as we want it to go. A series mm -hmm. two is absolutely on the cards. So if you want to see more figures, it, it really just, it's its up to us at this stage. They've done absolutely everything they can possibly do. Like how much we pledge determines how many of these get made. 
determines how many new O-ring designs get put out into this world. It's uh, it's an exciting time. So yes, that is the pitch. If you've got some dollars to spare, um, it can cost as little as 30 bucks. Or if you don't want a reward, as little as whatever you're prepared to give. Yeah. And I think yeah, for the to full get a set, card, carded yeah. figure, a carded figure at this day and age, a new carded figure for 30 bucks. I don't think that's a, a big ask. No, I agree. And I think he's got some great bundle specials as well. There are uh, bundle deals on the Kickstarter as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, all in, I think, for 400 and something or other. <laughs> yeah, that's all in. But, like, but there's a lot. I think the all in is like quite a lot. Um, I think yeah. hundred and I think hundred and ten US uh, gets you four f- the four figures, first four yeah. the first wave yeah, but two hundred and ten gets you wave one and, one two. and two eight figures hey hey yeah so this is why like for example I am four seventy like, gets you the eighteen my... figures yeah well, all eighteen that's not bad actually yeah. Four hundred and seventy dollars yeah, really divided by eighteen. I don't know. Math mm. wasn't my strong suit, but, but it, 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 it works out slightly cheaper. And that's a shit ton of figures, all carded. What? You're yep. gonna be having a bit of a um, Sophie's choice. Like, do I do I take these guys off the card I'm or display them, them on the card? card? Yeah, of course. I kind of wish that there was a, an uncarded option, but I guess if you want to repackage our nostalgia. Giving us a carded figure to open at home is actually maybe we part should of, part of the deal. Maybe we should should uh, cast in a message and actually go. Hey, could we do like a lo- uh, like a loose card and bubble version? You know, like a loose card and bag version, so you can have a pristine card and the figure in a bag. I think you know? I've heard an interview question along the same lines, and he's like, "Nah, okay, nah, that's that's up to you, man. That the, the, the packages are are what they are." The artwork, but then again, it's the full. You're paying thirty bucks per figure for the full experience. Of course, like, yeah. Hard art is part of Operation Recall. That is a classic. Yeah, feature. exactly. And that's why I want it. I want the hard art. That's why I don't want to ruin it by like tearing the bubble off it. You know. But don't then tear, again, don't tear. use a blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like, but then again, you know, it's that whole Japanese thing of impermanence. You know, and there's beauty in things that aren't permanent. And then there's also the other side of, well, Carson does a really great job of documenting all of this stuff. And we can be pretty sure that they're going to release posters and prints and an art book with all of that artwork in anyway. And maybe even like a lot of the unreleased designs as well. So, Mm. yeah. Uh, Ryan's got us with the numbers. If you go all in, it works up to $26.11, I figure. That's a... Pretty decent savings spread over 18 figures. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like with all the variances in these designs and the amount of love that is going into each individual figure, it works out to a pretty sweet deal, I'd say. Like, I don't have the Tom to throw at going all in, but you know, I am going to cherry pick, but but there's definitely sense in that. Like, each, each individual figure is nothing short of a miracle to me. The yeah. fact that it's gone through so many hands, the fact that these guys are still around and able able to produce this kind of work, like each one is 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 to be celebrated. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I think I think that's the note that I'm going to leave episode two fifty eight on. Like 
Yeah, seeing O-rings again and knowing how hard it is to get this process going, these are all miracles it's and are all meant times. to be celebrated. And yeah, absolutely. Wahoo. And speaking of exciting times and cool toys and things like that, have you gotten any new toys in the last two weeks? <laughs> um, spoke? No, I, I kind of have dropped off in terms of the, the, the buying. I mean, Kim and I have a very expensive global trip coming up so okay. the times is tight but I, I i saw going for a song on ebay um a silver mirage uh, motorcycle f- front glass mm-hmm. like the, and i happen to have an extra silver mirage that needed one so bought that mm-hmm. it's very satisfying completing incomplete vehicles uh, it's, i think it's one of my favorite things like a toy that just doesn't feel right until it's got its parts you know even if it's functional missing that one thing you don't pick it up you don't play with it because it's incomplete and now it's a crazy thing that hey like it's it's crazy how like a broken tab or something can totally take away the majesty of something you know of a gi joe toy like and make it feel like it's somehow completely crippled you know like mm. it's a horrible it's a, maybe a horrible way to say that but it just it does feel like that um, but once you've got that part replaced repaired or or new parts like mm-hmm. it's like getting a new toy because suddenly this thing is is finding its way into your hands i'm messing with it right now and like it's nothing short of a miracle that these three silver mirages that i pieced together basically from like parts mm-hmm. are all okay the sidecars are another story but the bikes themselves are all unbroken like the suspension is still unbroken in all of them. Like I was listening to Audible Interlude once again, another plug for that show. Dave picked up a Silver Mirage at uh, Joe Fest, and he was like, "I don't know why the uh, back wheels like sagging. It's kind of like rubbing up against the the the, the housing at the back of the bike." Um, and I I was screaming at my radio that at that point. I was like, "Yeah, it's because the suspension arm is broken inside." That's why it's going, it, you know, that, that wheel is going to be rubbing up against the inside of the, the bike chassis um, until you open her up and either use a paper clip or something to, to reinstate that suspension. But all yeah. three of my current Silver Mirages have unbroken suspension. I'm like, this is unprecedented. Why did I get these parts so cheaply? Like, this is, this is gold, man. <laughs> this is not a commonly found um, intact part. Anyway, lucky me. How about you? Yeah, lucky you. I do have, and sadly, I can't find the picture to show everybody, um, but it is. So all that clicking that you did while I was monologuing was for nothing. Yes, it was for nothing. I'm sorry, but it is a (laughs) heap of arrival. I I managed to get my hands on Wave 9 uh, from a local supplier. I don't have the deluxe figures yet. Uh, the deluxe figures being Leech and Snoutspout, which I'm very excited about. Um, but this set did come with some interesting stuff like, uh, what's his, uh, uh, I wanted to call him Mantakill, but that Mantakill is the name of something. <laughs> oh God, my brain is so fried right now. I'll get to him. So it's got the 2000 um, series He-Man and Skeletor in that set, which take them or leave them. I really like the Skeletor from that line. It's very, very cool from that wave. It's, I think he's a pretty cool looking Skeletor. It's mostly Keldor's parts anyway. Um, but yeah, he's a cool looking Skeletor. And then um, 
they've got like a, a character called pig head which is like this neon yellow piggy type character which is from the Sunman sort of knockoff subset that happened back in the day or well, not even knockoff it was like a weird uh series that they did which was like he-man body sculpts and things he's fun to have uh it was quite cool to see celia quite excited about that figure she was like wow this guy's actually kind of cool and then manteno is the name that i was looking for earlier with his eye popping action and that is for oh, me the star of the wave everyone yeah. had that guy yeah, man, he's just so cool. I love it. He's got like an eye popping action. And, and now instead of having two legs with like four legs, you know, it's like four legs, but molded as two legs. Now he's actually got four individual legs, each with like their own articulation. And he's super fun. <laughs> um, That's not a detail so... I remember from the original. I need to go yeah. back and look at that figure. Yeah, the original cool. doesn't have, if you look carefully, he's got like two feet, you know, on the original. Ah, it's like, yeah, per leg. Each leg has like two feet to it. So. They're yeah, side so, by side. They're kind of like, they look really thick when you look at him from the front. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I can picture so, it. Awesome. it looks like he's wearing like pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was nice. I got a, a, a Heberg drop um, from a local uh, dealer um, because he actually brings in cases. And uh, yeah, and I, I, like, I did my pre-purchase for it a while back. So I was very excited when they came in. And then now I'm just waiting for Leech and Snout Spot. Or not really waiting. Um, I did manage to get them on BBTS. So they're sitting in my pile of loot. Um, and I'm super excited for Snout Spot. Uh, <sighs> Yawn. That's all the Heberg talk I can That's tolerate. enough. But that's, all, that's all the Heberg stuff that's going to go down <laughs> here today. I know that fellow Heberg fan, um, MCDC, uh, MCDJ, ACDC, <laughs> is also excited about some of this stuff. So that's why I like to bring it in here. So... No, look, yeah. you've got your followers. That's for sure. People love that <laughs> that line. Uh, MC Bob, uh, I think of Cody, who plays with yeah, his daughter. That's awesome. Yeah, well, it's Cody's fault that I'm into this line <laughs> as much as I am, because I mentioned the passing interest in in wanting a, an Origin Skeletor and He Man. I was like, yes, that's I want those, and then I'll put the brakes on collecting them. And then Cody's like, I heard mm -hmm. you want some, and he's like, and then he. Well, he sent it, uh, and I got it in a box full of stuff from Bart that, you know, because he sent it to Bart. And I was just like, oh, my God, these toys are actually so much fun. And then they appeared in, on shelves here in South Africa, and I couldn't help myself. It's just like, oh, my, you know, the, I mean, it's in the episodes, but I was like, ah, I can buy this shit on shelves. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, without further ado, let's point our toes to the door, gentlemen. Thanks to the Berg Force keeping us alive and lively in the chats. Uh, if you want Berg to join Force. our Patreon, uh, the link is in the description below. These fine gentlemen and ladies keep our lights burning. No, I can't say that, can I? They keep us smiling and keep us in new toys. Uh, their contributions help make the show. So yes, you do. If, you, if you'd like to support us, you don't have to. We're going to bring it for free anyway. But if you'd like to support us, check out the Patreon and you might get some freebies. Hey, yes, yeah, like exciting. cool music and like early access to the podcast and being part of a mem uh, like part of our Discord and being one of our live audience members, which there you go. I've got to say that's like one of my favorite things about the podcast is um, getting people's comments and their jokes and the weird memes that kind of fire off uh, from it. And you can be part of some of those inside jokes a little bit, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's great. It's like, you know, we've got a cool bunch of people that we, that we do the stuff. And with. if anyway. you want to get hold of the show, <laughs> a real South African hero at gmail.com or anywhere with social drop into the DMS, but 
always the comment section on the youtube section uh, is something that gets my attention as soon as this podcast cost goes live on old yt um if you've got something you'd like to say to us even if you have been listening to the audio uh chuck a comment on the the, the, the youtube version uh podcast players are, are are tricky in terms of navigating where the comments i'll ultimately wind up i mm. i always miss that stuff but i do not miss the youtube comments so yes that's the place to go that is effectively our forum for every individual episode but uh my name's steve and my name is paul and, we've and this been has G. been <laughs> <laughs> the return of the o-ring uh, forgive me man i just love talking a little too much. That's why I need uh, these week to week sessions to just. That's why we have a podcast. Verbal, di <laughs> verbal diarrhea <laughs> splatter all over your ears. Lovely. Blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of that disgusting nut. Yo, Joe. Burr.